This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We have an awesome competition coming up for you. So listeners, we're going to get down and dirty. So that's going to be a fantastic announcement that we'll make later on in the show. Aunt Daisy Barry shares his normal tidbits. I've got a, <laughs> I've got some NZ Bridge news that Ooh. everybody needs to know about. There's a club questionnaire that's been distributed out to everybody as well from NZ Bridge. So the gatekeeper Richard Solomon's visiting our committee meeting this Thursday, Barry. Going to give him some feedback on some questions. Sounds like a lot of fun. Interprovincials, we're going to talk about those. Yep. And also Zone 7, that must be coming up. A couple of weeks away. Excited. Oh, well, you know, it'd be more exciting if we were going somewhere, but Auckland's <laughs> as far as we're going to get. Mm-hmm. All right, tell me your news. Into Bridge, so they've put out an addition to the Director's Reference Guide. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but I actually didn't know they had a Director Reference Guide, but I looked it up. And it's really good, Mariana. Where do you find it? If you look on the front page of NZ Bridge, yep. it's one of the news items there. And they've got, they give you guides on what to do about an insufficient bid, call out a rotation, penalty card, lead out a turn, revoke and foul board. So those things have been on there for ages and I've never read them. But they're really good. Tell you exactly what to do. And they've added some items just in the last day or two. So disputed claim. A card exposed on lead during the auction, an inadmissible double or redouble, an incorrect number of cards, and a withdrawal of a call and lead penalty results. All of those things are on there. So if you're a director, once again, NCF Bridge do really provide a great resource on their website, and there's some great stuff in there for, you know, obviously your average player is probably not that interested in this, but if you're directing, really good to have. I see the new way to enter into Congress is up there as well. That was the next thing on my list. It's all go. You can go in and enter. I understand that you enter all the events individually. You don't just enter one block thing anymore. They've been busy at NZ Bridge. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah, they just don't go along to eat their lunch, Mariana. (laughs) One of the questions in, in their club questionnaire is about their website and whether clubs and their members are finding it very helpful. Yeah, I know they know how many hits they have, and I imagine it's quite a few. How often do you go on to NZ Bridge in a week, say? I go on there every week. I usually have a look at Richard's little articles that he writes, which yep. are, some of them are pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Most of them are pretty interesting. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, occasionally you go on there. And... If I'm, like when I'm running the improvers classes, I go into the lesson resources. There's there's lots of good stuff on there. I check out the forums occasionally. Maybe they're not as well used as they could be, but they do have the um, forums where people can ask questions and put things up. They, you know, not huge numbers on there, but I usually have a little look on there as well. So, yeah, there wouldn't be a week goes by where I don't go on there a couple of times. Yes, yeah, same, 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 same. Okay, 
Talk to me about your practicing for Zone 7. So, yeah, so we've been practicing online on Real Bridge. People will be over to Kibitz when we actually have the event, which is on the 22nd and 23rd of May. It doesn't start till the afternoon. I think the first okay. match is at 1 o'clock, second match is at 4 o'clock, and the third match is at 7 o'clock. So what do you do? You just go on to Real Bridge, and do you have to become a member or anything? You just... You don't have to spend any money, Mariana, so don't look too worried. So I think you just go on there, you have to log on. They ask you for a number. We've all just used our computer number. Right. NZ Bridge computer mm-hmm. number and gone on there. Um, yeah, so you can go on there and they'll have view graph. I'm not sure if they'll have a commentator explaining what's happening, but um, a lot of them do have commentators. And, okay, well... If they did have a commentator, who do you think would take that job from the New Zealand side of things? Yeah, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Obviously, it won't be able to be any of the players that are involved, so it's going to have to be somebody else. And you put me on the spot a bit there. I'm just trying to think who a good person would be. Do you think Richard Solomon would be good? Could be. He's a possibility. Mike? Mike Ware? Michael Weir would be good. He's not in any of the teams. That's a good point. He'd be very good. I know in previous years they've had the likes of Andy Braithwaite. He's got a foot in both camps now, isn't he? Living in Australia, (laughs) ex-New Zealander. He's been one of the commentators. There's quite a few possibilities, but they might need a little bit of education on just exactly what they need to do. I mean, some of them may have or may not have done any commentaries on BBO, I have done a little bit of that. Not as easy as you think, by the way. Really? Well, yeah, you go and make a comment, and then you look at the hand again and think, oh, my God, I've just put my foot in it. (laughs) (laughs) It's You know, because it is instant. You have to do it. My understanding is that um, the actual broadcasting will be slightly delayed behind the actual match for security reasons. So you won't be able to watch it. Live, live, yeah, you'll watch so it'd have it. to be delayed. It'll be a little bit delayed so yeah. that, you know, there can, no, there can be no hanky-panky, Mariana. Wow. Um, that'll be an interesting scenario. And I see that the World Bridge Championships for 2021 have been cancelled. Really? And there were some comments uh, there was reading on bridge winners saying it's a pity that it couldn't have maybe looked at doing something, and they actually mentioned Real Bridge. They said, you know, doing something online, some sort of online championship yep. for 2021, and that the Real Bridge platform is capable of coping with it. Hasn't happened, but yeah, interesting. Well, so it's all done and dusted for this year, and everyone's focusing for next year now. How well, are they going to manage that, though? Well, well do things would just go back to normal because they didn't have it last year, so. And they didn't have it this year. Yes. So it looks like they're, they're talking about having a World Championships in February, March of 2022. But whether that will happen remains to be early, seen. isn't it? Well, it perhaps is. Yeah. So it might be, well, maybe they might just have to consider doing something online. I know it isn't ideal, but better than nothing, isn't it? Which is what we're having at the moment. I would have thought that they would have pushed it out a little bit more. So they're absolutely certain that they don't have to postpone or cancel it again. Well, it was going to be in Italy again, the same venue, right. Salsa Maggiore, the one that we were meant to be going to last year. Right. They were going to have it there. Well, I think everybody sort of knew that wasn't really going to happen in 2021. <laughs> so it was no surprise to anybody when it was delayed. 
but perhaps the WBF well, maybe they did consider having it online. Maybe they decided not to. I don't know, but it did seem like it was something they might have considered as a contingency plan. I don't go on to bridge winners very often. Well, there's a lot to read on bridge winners. If you go in there, you can be there all day and all night. Really? So there's all sorts of stuff on there at the moment. Keep you entertained. Mm-hmm. So shall we announce our competition? I think we should. The Dirty Tricks competition. The Dirty Tricks competition is coming to you guys. So at the Bridge Zone, Barry and I have come up with a competition. And if you would like to accompany me going to the Auckland show, which is June the 6th at 2.15, we have a ticket up for grabs. It's free and gratis. It is. And we also have one for the Wellington show. Yep, there's a Wellington showing on the 20th of June at 2pm at the Roxy. Mm, it's a pretty iconic theatre. It's been on the on the news quite often. But we have this ticket. So we have two tickets available. There is one in the Auckland showing and one for our friends down Wellington Way. And we will reveal the details of how you can win it next week should be good. So for you Aucklanders or anybody around the mutu I guess up this way, it's only in Auckland and it's a one show only and you'll be able to sit right next to moi. On the 6th of June, unfortunately a lot of bridge players will be busy playing bridge at the Auckland Queen's Birthday Congress but it still leaves an awful lot of people that won't be. That's right. So if you'd like to accompany me to that showing of Daniel Savan's Dirty Tricks that would be great. Could be packed out. It could be. And we could write a review together. It'd be interesting. Just wondering how many people will be going there to watch Dirty Tricks and how many people will be going there to meet Mariana. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> hey, look, um, I'll just tell you a little bit on this one about a review. The story focuses on Lotan Fisher. He was an 11-year-old that wandered into a bridge club and he actually has a photographic memory. How about that? Come in handy? Yeah, (laughs) it does. And, yep, he's been trying to clear his name and return to bridge since 2015. I haven't got much sympathy for the guy, to be honest. But, hey, that's just me. Well, it'll be interesting, won't it? It will be. Yeah. Yep. Listen up next week, folks, and... Our emails, we have checked our emails and the Bridgestone Shuffle is all good to go. And we do have a little bit of an apology. Well, actually, it's months by month apology, really, isn't it, Barry? Yeah, so just this weekend, I got about a dozen emails that appeared out of nowhere, all dating back to 2020. So to the people that emailed us, we've only just got them. I don't know quite what happened. I was going to say the wonders of modern technology, but I guess email ain't that modern. So last Friday, about 11 o'clock, I get this phone call from Barry. I'm like, jeepers, what's going on? So he gets it. He says, I've just got all these emails. So I checked my computer. And yes, so it appears that our friend 
Bruce Creswell, who is now well, still over in Sydney, Australia, has gone on to our old email platform and updated everything and sent us all our emails. So Barry and I have been trolling through some of them. The content is amazing, so please accept our... No, actually, please accept his apology for blasting you saying we haven't got any emails. But there is one that we are interested raising, and it's about our vacancy. Oh, the vacancy. Yeah, that's right. We'd got no response at all. And all along, Jared, is it, who did reply? Yes, Barry and I need all the help we can get. So we're going to email Jared. And if you're still interested in helping out on our social media side of things. Some of our regular listeners may remember that we were looking for help with our Facebook page that we don't have yet. (laughs) (laughs) Because Mariana and I would be hopeless at it. So we've got a number of emails. We'll sort of work our way through them over the coming weeks and maybe broadcast some of them on air. But please, we're right on to it now. Anybody wants to email us, we guarantee you that you'll get a response. Bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com. Waiting for your email. Question for Judge Julie. Question for Kermit. Whatever you like. Want to give somebody some stick? Or point out something that you're not happy with? Let us know because we still do the hard questions. Get your gumboots on, we're going down to the pond. What's this? It's Kermit's Bridge Tips with Pam Livingston. Good morning, Kermit. Hi there. Haven't seen you for ages. Maybe not that long. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I could say that too. (laughs) (laughs) We've been practising on real bridge uh, for the test matches coming up with Australia, so... I've been Kermit's scream mate a couple of times. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've got to tell you something, though, Kermit. I don't know whether you're yeah. aware of this. I don't know how seriously our partners are taking this practice. <gasps> what do you mean? Why is that? Well, apparently last night they were introducing their dogs to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's the joys of being on video and being able to see each other. But I really like that real grid to play online. It has a more real feel to it. It is really just like being at the table. Then you don't hold the cards. I like holding the cards. And you can have dogs on screens. That's and an you can have dogs. Added yeah, bonus. Maybe I'll bring a chicken next time. Who knows? <laughs> That's right. Or maybe some spring onions. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, notwithstanding all of that, what have you got for us this week? Well, this week I've got more of a news flash rather than a tip. My news flash this week is you don't get any extra points for finishing first. So the key thing about paying bridge is thinking. That is, if I was going to give anyone one word of advice about bridge, it's think. So when dummy goes down, you think whether you're declarer or you're defending. During the bidding, you think. And, you know, there's often a a point about prick four or five where you really need to take stock again and and have a good think. So if you're not doing that, but you are finishing first and having plenty of time to sit around and chat, I'd start questioning, you know, (laughs) your priorities. Now, one thing I've noticed with talking to people about stopping and thinking is they feel quite self-conscious about doing it and they feel like they're holding people up too and they want to be polite and not hold people up. But thinking is a major component of the game. So be considerate 
But you don't need to feel self-conscious about stopping and thinking. And if the opponents are getting annoyed by you stopping and thinking, well, perhaps they should be using that time to think themselves. I reckon I've got a question that you should ask yourself at Trek 4 or 5, and it's always the same question, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to tip in, but I'm going to give one. I reckon you should just ask yourself at that point, what the hell is going on? That's what you should ask yourself. <laughs> well, it does seem to be that point in the head, <laughs> and it does seem to be about that time when some things have happened in the first couple of tricks, and you've managed to gather in quite a lot more information. Take stock. That's a very good tip there, Barry. Okay. Might be losing my job. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know whether you will. Now, I've heard that it's free, first of all. That caught my attention. These defensive yeah. videos that you've been making, and they're oh, free. Yes. They're free, and they're no obligation. So I've teamed up with a great outfit called LearnBridge Online, and we've made this free introductory video course just talking a bit about defence, which is often the you know a weak part of people's game so free defense videos all you need to do is sign up with LearnBridge online for their newsletter you can unsubscribe any time so if you're interested in doing that it's on my business page Pam Livingston Bridge Coach you don't need to be on Facebook to look at that page or it's also under news on the New Zealand Bridge website take a look Hopefully you'll find it informative and entertaining. Pam Livingston, bridge coach. And there's no Ian Livingston, is that right? There's no Ian Livingston. (laughs) You're just a wealth of knowledge, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Pam, thank you for that. That's great. You'll get lots of hits, I'm sure. Yeah, you sign up and then you get sent the link to the first video and then there's an introduction and four videos and it's all free. That was the bit I liked. I got on to that. (laughs) I might have to go and have a look myself. Thank you, Pam. Catch Kermit next week for another tip. See you. Okay, so we're up to the Waikato Plenty IPs. Everybody had IPs, Mariana. In fact, apparently Auckland had three times more entries than any other province. Bloody so there were lots of people playing in Auckland. But not here. Not here. There was hardly anyone. <laughs> and your team? We got smashed by the Simpsons and the Fishers. <laughs> so we had four stanzas and we were dead and buried after the first one. <laughs> 54 to 9 or something it was. Yeah, that was pretty much all over. Well, my rubber bridge. So how did your rubber bridge, how did that go? We were doing great guns up to lunch. The cards were nice and even and we were. there was about... 50 I think between us difference between us both in the 2000 then we went and had lunch I blame it on my cooking what'd you have for lunch (laughs) I made a ham and egg pie fresh out of the oven a little side salad we had third formers Cheerios and you came out after lunch yep and oh, see you later. We ended up losing by just under 3,000. Mm. Could you not? There was game, game, you know, rubber, rubber, and a slam. So I'm telling you, folks, there's tears in the Bridgestone studio this morning <laughs> when we're discussing what happened over the weekend. <laughs> there's an old saying that is appropriate here. It says, every bad day you have gets you one closer to a good one. <laughs> so we're both one closer to a good one, Mariana. Yeah. I'm playing in the Te Aumatu Restricted Tournament this weekend. 
or will that be a change of tack for you? Roger Gunning and I, we're having another go. So we played in Hamilton and we also played up in the Franklin one. So we're going down to Tiamatu and having a crack down there. Get some more C points. Should be good. Maybe a few B points. Could be. We'll see. What do you got planned this weekend? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> open homes. Oh, we might have a practice. We might have a practice on Sunday. Gosh, we are having a practice that. on Sunday, so there you go. Mm. Patrick and Judge Julie, she wants to have a practice on online. So obviously a bit tricky for them with Patrick directing so many sessions, being yes. available for practicing on Real Bridge. So right. we're going to have a practice. Coming up next, we're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. We have a question today, Judge Julie, about taking advantage at the bridge table. Judge Julie, you've never been taken advantage of, I'm sure. <laughs> so how was someone taken advantage of? Well, what happened was the person on his left led a spade. Um, his partner followed with a spade and the person on his right accidentally dropped the king and queen of spades on the table at the same time. Okay, so I'm assuming the person that led was the clearer and the other person was dummy? Because that would be the only way that we end up with the situation. The clearer was fourth in hand. That correspondent was fourth in hand. Okay. They'd let him a spade, dummy went down. King Queen got dropped. King Queen got dropped, and yep. All right, so because it can't happen if you are a declarer, the ruling here is going to be very, very different because you don't have penalty cards as a declarer. Okay, so really important. So the person that dropped the King, Queen of Spades together, they're both on a card, which means that there will be a major penalty card and they will say which card they intended to play. And then the other card will be subject to being played at the first legal opportunity or part of a lead penalty later on if their partner comes on lead and the card is on the table. So when they played the Queen or King of Spades, what happened next? Well, Declarus ducked the Queen of oh, right. Spades. So now they just have to play the other spade. Yeah, they did so that. So that's very straightforward. And Declarus was happy enough about that. He had ace-jack-x of spades. He'd started so with what was the problem here? Well, the person on his left accused him of taking advantage of their well, partner dropping the cards on the table. So this is akin to a rugby game where the opponents do something wrong and you get a penalty and you dare to kick for goal. In what way is there an advantage here? <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know. And since the person led into the ace-jack-x, one would think that declarer was always going to lose one spade. And in all fairness, if they win the king of spades with the ace, how did they lose more than one spade? So this seems a very strange comment to make. But really, really importantly, is when we get a ruling, we've called the director, we've been given a ruling in law, all right? We can ask to waive the penalty, but the, the director is sort of bound to, by the laws of bridge to make sure that things are done. So if there is a revoke and you don't like the revoke penalty, well, I'm sorry, you know, it's like someone being sent off with yellow or a red card. It's not a choice you get. It is just part of the game. The only difference we have here is our directors cannot be at every table all the time watching everybody so that they pick up on infractions as they occur. They have to be called to the table. It is not a case of the players being miffed because they did something wrong and their opponent got a result. And in this case, I actually just can't see that the result would be different. 
I didn't even know Judge Julie was a rugby player, did you, Mariana? <laughs> I'm picking half back. She wouldn't have been one of the forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fell on the height criteria. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Thank yep. Okay, radio. Okay. Right. See right. Bye. Bye. And the other news that I have, on the 30th of May, the Palmerston North Bridge Club are celebrating their 75th anniversary. 75. Were you a foundation member there, Mariana? I doubt it. I doubt it very much. I'm not as old as you. You're closer to 75 yeah, than I am. You'd only have to be 95 or something. You could have done it. Uh, probably some days I do look 95. So, yeah, I'm actually thinking of going down. Oh, that would be great. I'm sure they'd be delighted. I think you should. You could broadcast live and exclusive on the Bridge Zone. (laughs) So I'm thinking that perhaps over the next couple of weeks we get their president, Denise Savante, on the phone and she can give us some insights of Palmy Bridge Club. Is she going to be available? She should be. Would we have to pay her? (laughs) No, she's very community-spirited, young Denise is. Yeah, so they're going to have lunch, then play a session of Bridge, then do a supper and then have a social bridge session after that. So in the show, we're having a look at the Canterbury Congress that's on this weekend, Barry, and we are going to open up the Bridge Zone prize cupboard. We're going to have a pick on the teams. Yeah, so pretty good field in the teams, something like 24 teams lining up and strong field. They'd be pretty happy with their entries, I think. See our friend Blair's going down. Playing with Russell Wilson and Andy Bowie and Carol Richardson. They'd be one of my picks. One each way, A's to K's. <laughs> Something like that, yep. John Skipper and Alan Grant are playing with Jane Skipper and Jane Lennon. They always seem to do well in teams events. There'll be a chance. And, of course, Mike Weir's down there trying to take my $5 off me. <laughs> I wonder if we could practice doing some commentating, Barry. Has any of it been placed on Viewgraph? No, I wouldn't think so. Oh, that would have been fun. We could have had a little practice. <laughs> Right, so, so Michael Weir's team's got Tim Schumacher, Jan Albester, Pam Livingston. Yeah, be interesting to see what happens. You'd have to put a bob down for Kermit and Michael. There's a few other teams in there that could upset. Our young boys are playing? They are. Yeah, Jack James and Jeremy <laughs> Fraser Hoskin with Paul Carson and Bill Humphrey. I'm sure Bill Humphrey would be delighted to be lumped with the young boys. As the young boys, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder what their average age is. So recently, listeners, I've, well, at the moment, I'm playing in a teams event at Hamilton Bridge Club, and the average age of my team is, oh, you can announce it, Barry. It was 70-something, wasn't it? 72.5 years. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so for once, I'm older than Barry Jones. Yeah, my team's only just averaging... 50. It might even be under that, something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm 20 years ahead. So, I wonder if we could work out what the average age of the young boys <laughs> with Bill and Well, of course, that involved finding out how old Bill Humphrey is. So, I'll leave that up to you, Mariana. Well, if your listeners know, have a guess, or you could send us an email, bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com, and let us know what the average age of the team playing, which is Jack James, Jeremy Fraser Hoskins, Paul Carsons and Bill Humphrey and see if you can beat oh you definitely will beat yours 72.5 Hey look I'm wondering if any listeners have played in a team of bridge players where the average age is more than 72.5 which I'm sure happens (laughs) let us know, it'll make Mariana feel better if nothing else (laughs) 
and I'm the baby of the team. <laughs> oh, that's a hoot. Anyway, tournaments. Are there any results that we might have missed lately, Barry? I don't know. Um, these restricted tournaments on lately. There's been a few of those. Yes, and we did, I think, miss out the Hamilton restricted. and We missed our own one. I know. We talked about it, but we never got to the winners. So go on, you can announce it. Oh, look, I don't think I should. You'll get some brownie points. I'll, I'll let you do it, Mariana. Okay. The winner of the Hamilton Restricted Tournament that was held last month was Jenny Millington and Don McPherson. Amazing scores. Very, very consistent. There you go. I failed to announce the winner of that one. I don't know whether that's put me in trouble or not. It At did. least we've rectified it now. Fess up, you got an elbow in the ribs. <laughs> no, nothing like that. <laughs> Jenny's always very discreet. <laughs> and we'll see you all next week. Catch you later. Bye for now. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.